Uh, well, here we are. A very good day to you. Welcome to the James Whale Radio Podcast, broadcast from a very small room in my home in the Garden of England. And here today we are suffering the after effects of Storm Diana. Interestingly enough, Storm Diana is not a British storm. This is a storm named uh, by people, I'm, I'm not sure which country, was it Was it America who named this storm or was it somewhere down in Europe? I can't remember. Does it matter? It doesn't. But Diana has come up and is uh, playing havoc with parts of the United Kingdom. Uh, when the next storm uh, entitled D hits us and named by Britain, guess what it's going to be called? Deirdre. Oh, you knew? Oh, that was a guess. No, it is going to be called Deirdre. Wow, I was thinking of Coronation Street because of the only reason why I'm thinking of that is on the front page of some of the newspapers, the, there's a Save Our Sally because Sally from Coronation Street's in jail. And a few years ago they had a Save Deirdre who was also... Uh, uh. I don't watch Coronation Street, so it means nothing to me, but I'm sure a lot of people do. If I, I'm, Am I the only person in the land who has never really got into EastEnders or Coronation Street? You've been down Coronation Street. I've got a TV episode with you with um, Vera. Yeah, I know I have been down there, and I've interviewed them, and I've done stuff, but I've never really been somebody who's followed it. Oh. Emmerdale? Yes. Neighbours? Yes but I never went for Coronation Street in EastEnders. Weren't you in Emmerdale? Uh, briefly, I was in Emmerdale, yeah. But Blinken, you would have missed me. When I like the bill, I don't know why they took the bill off. I love the bill. But Coronation Street and EastEnders always seem so depressing, and there's enough depression in the world without having to watch it on television. Coronation Street is very sort of... Um... Very depressing. Everyone dies in Coronation Street. So many yeah. deaths and murders in Coronation Street. And EastEnders is just violent. Well, why do you watch it then? Uh, there's nothing else on at that time of night, is there, on telly? Do you know, I've just seen my printer is covered in dust. Why would it be covered? I've never polished it. That would why. Uh, electrical, that's why, isn't it? No, it's just and it, uh, plastic. Is it? Yeah. Ugh, oh. the... That's a bit of Welsh for you. It's a bit of Welsh, yes. Yeah. Well, it is Welsh, isn't it? What does it mean? Uh, disgusting. Yeah. Or shit. Mm, don't think it means it's shit. My mum's favourite word, everything, was achavi. Stop playing with that, achavi. Anyway, how, what was I talking about? I've done this again. Anyway, listen, welcome to the uh, the podcast of me just rambling on about nothing in particular and probably some of the stories in the news. Uh, you're very welcome to it. Tell your friends to join us right here, wherever you're listening to it. I don't know. You could be listening to it on your phone, on a local radio station. You could be listening to it in the Mojave Desert. Is there such a place as the Mojave Desert, or did I just make that up? I, I suppose if you're in the Mojave Desert, you'd probably have to uh, have it pre-saved on your phone. Yeah, you couldn't listen to it live, could you? No. No. And uh, I'm in the Garden of England, and he is on the Welsh island of Anglesey. Uh, Anglesey, of course, is the English name for an island which is called... Unismon. Thank you. Just thought I'd throw that in, just because we are an educational show. Uh, and if this isn't enough, of course, talk radio Monday to Thursday, 7 o'clock until 10. Uh, you can hear me then, uh, annoying an enormous amount of people. Why do I annoy so many people? I think it's just in your nature, isn't it? Well, I'm not normally an annoying person. Is that strictly true, though? Yeah. Are you I, saying I'm annoying? 
I wouldn't say you were... Well, it depends who you're, you're talking to, really. If you're not annoying to me, I put up with you, so I'm, I've got used to you. What do you mean you put up with me, you f***wit? <laughs> I put up with that as well. <laughs> what the f*** are you talking about, twat features? <laughs> Half of that I could leave in. <laughs> and I've no idea why people call me annoying, but anyway, there we are. Um, I, listen, because I, 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 I am the one of the few people in the media who is prepared to say, and everybody says, oh, the media, they're full of Ramonas. Can you move your Everybody, phone? Everybody move my phone, yeah. It's the only way I could read what we're doing, because <laughs> you could always send it to me again and I'll get it off the iPad. It's all technical, this. Yeah. If you do, tell me and I'll open up the iPad. Okay. Could I not watch it on my... I've got so many computer screens around me here. Could I not put it on the computer that's already up and we're on? Uh, yeah, I could do that for you. Do that for me, then. Okay. While we're talking. Um, so where was I? You were there and I'm here. Yeah, no, I was being annoying. No, I was doing, I was uh, talking. But what was I talking about? Um, I've no idea. I was too busy listening to your phone crackle. Oh, right. Okay. So anyway, um, annoying. Yeah, so some people say I'm annoying, but uh, I, I, I don't think I'm annoying. And uh, I'm, I, I remember, yeah. Uh, so everybody goes on about the media being full of Ramonas. I, all I ever hear, I mean, my good friend Julia Hartley Brewer does the breakfast show on talk radio. Um, she's, uh, she's the queen of the Brexiteers and it's getting to breaking point now, of course, as we all know, oh, look, there's a cobweb there. Do you know, I think I'm going to have to do some housework in my studio. I could do it for you. The housework? Good. I bought a new vacuum, by the way. Oh, that'd be nice. You know, I've got the robot one. Yeah. And I've got one of those little G-Tech hand ones. <laughs> what? Are you talking about cleaners? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I wanted one I could stand up and just get off and and get out and do bits whenever I wanted. Because if I set the robot off, which is fine, I can put it in the bedroom and it wanders around under the bed and everything, and that's good. But if I just want to do a little bit in a particular place and it's a bit big for the little one with a hat, I'm fed up with kneeling around and doing it. I needed another one. So I got and I went in and uh, I was having an argument with a friend of mine who came with me to make sure I didn't get the wrong thing. But in the end, I decided anyway. Uh, and she kept saying, uh, you've got to get a new Hoover. I said, oh, I'm going to get a new vacuum cleaner. You know, this whole idea that we call all vacuum cleaners Hoovers is wrong, isn't it? Does Hoover still exist? Well, that's the funny thing. I got a brand new Hoover. No way. Yes. And furthermore, it's excellent. Excellent. I may take a picture of it and put it on my Instagram site. That'd be nice. Yeah, because I, I actually think it's brilliant. And it looks like a lightsaber from Star Wars, so you'd like it. Oh, does it have a bag, though? No bag, just a little thing, and you flip the what's it, and out it goes. Why do you want a bag? I don't know, all Hoovers used to have a bag, didn't they? used to have to hook on that little hook off the side of the Hoover. Well, I don't remember those, but they used to have a little bag inside a thing you had to unzip, like a one trouser leg. Yeah, that's the bit. And then you hook that on the side of the Hoover with a little springy arm thing. Oh, well, I never did any Hoovering when I was that young. Ah. Anyway, so I've got a new Hoover. This conversation's going nowhere. <laughs> um, so I, wanted, I, was, I was talking the other night on the show... Um, 
Strangely enough, the conversation didn't quite go the way I expected. I was talking to the uh, the, the head or boss of uh, the, the National Bullying Helpline. There is one because, you know, we can't – you talk to somebody in the wrong way now, you're considered to be a bully. I got bullied horribly when I was a kid because I spoke <laughs> properly. Otherwise, my mum used to whack me. So I didn't talk like that, like all the other ones. But uh, actually, in the end, I did because it made life easier. But, you know – bullying in the end you have to stand up to the bully and uh and sort them out and how did you sort the bullies out well several things but the last straw was that some of the the guys a couple of years older than us when i was uh, i was about 12 i suppose and they were about 14 they used to like to get on the younger kids and ride them like horses right around the playground uh, because I went to school in a place called Epsom and because I failed the 11 plus, I went to a, a really, really nice rough school. Good, so, you know, rough, really. Lots of kids from, uh, from families who didn't give us stuff one way or the other, which is fine because it builds character. And uh, this kid jumped on me one day, said, come here, posh boy, I'm going to ride you like the clappers. And strangely, this happened when I was 12, but I can remember it like it was yesterday because it was a turning point in my life. And there were two incidents. One, a guy called Christopher Dunn, and I suppose he's probably, I don't know where he is, I've never seen him since. He used to sit behind me in lessons and kick my chair continually. Oh, that's annoying. And then if I look around, he said, yeah, and? And so one day, <laughs> I not only turned round, I got up and flung my books on his desk and said, if you kick my chair again, I am going to stuff this book down your throat. To which I felt a hand on my shoulder by the teacher, roughly pulled me away, took me outside and made me stand outside the headmaster's office. Me. Luckily, having the gift of the gab, I made sure the other guy got a real bollocking. And he never did it again. But after that, it was the older ones, because he was in the same class as me. But he's a big fat lad. You know how the fat lads always wanted to bully? They either got bullied themselves or they bullied. I've got a little red icon jumping up and down. Uh, on your screen? Yeah. Oh, that's, I've, I've uploaded the show notes onto your screen. Acrobat Reader DC, start tour. Yeah, don't start the tour, please. No? No. Okay, well, get rid of that. What is it? It's uh, to, to view the PDF file I've just sent you. I did say PDF, oh, okay. not something else. Yeah. Um, um, and there's another thing. It says, I'll just say okay on that one, shall I? Yeah. Okay, there we are. All oh, right, okay. I, I can see tech talk, and I suppose that's the most important thing, isn't it? Not really. No? No. Okay. All right. Anyway, can I get back to the story? So that was that. And then this kid uh, in a playground, another one, really hard lads who uh, who were all going to go and be stable lads up at the, you know, in Epsom and thought they were tough. So I used to like to ride the younger ones around. And I have to admit that I – but I was, I was 12 years old and, I, you know, you get to the end of your tether. People sort of behave badly to you. You get fed up with it. So he climbed on my back, and I just ran straight towards the nearest window and put him through it. Okay. And my parents were then called to the school. This window, was it on the ground floor or the first floor? No, it was on the ground. I was in the, in the, in the playground, wasn't I? Oh, okay. 
you know. Actually, I don't think he went through it. It cracked the window and he had a bad head. But he never touched me again either. And nobody else did after that. And uh, my parents had summoned to the school and, and they said, well, you know, what was happening? Why was, uh, why was he riding, being ridden like a horse? And the school got all a bit antsy. But anyway, anyway, I didn't care really. Didn't like school anyway. I have not got one good memory of my school life. But anyway, back to bullying. So bullying now has become this whole thing. And if anybody accuses you of bullying, I think my producer accused me of bullying the other day. I, I'd said to him something I didn't like. Oh, you're bullying me. I said, no, I'm not bullying you. I'm just telling you how it's going to be. And if you want to be in charge, then you do the show. Now, is that bullying? I talk to you like that all the time. Yeah, like I said, I'm used to it now. Yeah. You know, you can't do anything. If you upset somebody, you're bullying them. But if you want to know what I consider to be bullying, I've told you two things that I consider to be bullying. Um, and this video that's gone out of this quit up in um, in Yorkshire, I think in Huddersfield, just being disgustingly racist and nasty to a Syrian refugee who's obviously escaped some of the most horrific things that m most people in this country hopefully will never, ever see. And so I was talking to this woman from the charity about it, and uh, I thought, you know, she was say, yeah, it was terrible and teachers should be more aware or whatever, I don't know. Well, she went off on one and said, you know, uh, exposing this lad on, on social media, ridiculing him on social media, trolling him on social media is appalling. And nobody should be filming these things and putting on social media. And I thought, I don't really care about the bloke who grabbed this poor little lad, half his size, round the neck, swore at him, threw him on the floor, and then started to pour a bottle of water on his face by telling him he should go home to his own country or something along those lines. Because his diction was so bad, I couldn't understand what he was saying. Another one of those who couldn't talk properly. But anyway, if bullies are going to behave in the way that is, uh, then they get everything they deserve. Or is that, am I being nasty? I mean, am I in the wrong? All I'm being told by this, you know, and charities always want to promote themselves and it's a shame we rely on charities and don't have... But, you know, you'd, if, if... Why didn't his family ring the charity? We would have helped them. Nobody'd help these people. And as far as I understand it, helplines of charities are not emergency services. So, you you know, this is just ridiculous. If it wasn't for social media, a lot a lot of very nasty things would go unnoticed and unpunished. Am I right? Or am I right? Uh, you're probably right. I think so. Hmm. And, you know, am I not supposed, when, when interviewing somebody, not supposed to raise my voice, not supposed to show some kind of emotion? Well, f*** it, I am. And if the media is going to continue to get as soft and soppy as it is, then God help the next generation of the media. So by their reckoning, then, if you have CCTV of someone burgling your house and put it out on social media, you are bullying the burglar. Well, that is a very good point. And why the f flipping heck didn't I think of that? And I wouldn't call a 16-year-old. I, As I said, I'd left school. I was working at 16. You could do that a few years ago. You can't leave until 18 now. And then I suppose in a few years' time, people of 18 will be considered to be children as well. Yeah, 16's uh, 
in a, an age where you're responsible for your actions, definitely. I would have thought you were responsible for your actions from the time that you could understand. You've got young children, you want to keep them safe. I understand that. There'll come a time when you'll think, oh, God. <laughs> Trust me. I'm sure. Probably about 14, 15. You've got daughters, haven't you? I've got a daughter. I haven't got daughters. Oh, oh yes, and a new son that's never off my Instagram page. That's not my fault. That's because uh, you follow my family, so every one of them is posting stuff at the moment. It's not me. Mm. No, most of them are of you with the baby. <laughs> All right, next time the camera comes out, I will step out of the frame. Will you? Yeah. I doubt that. <laughs> the smug-looking sort of, look what I've managed to achieve at my age, look that comes across your face, is not going anywhere. Oh, it is a little bit of a miracle, though, isn't it, really? Well, yeah, considering you never have sex, I'm just wondering whether it was an immaculate... Oh, I shouldn't have said that, should I? That was just something you told me confidentially. The fact that I was allowed on the playing pitch to start with is an amazing feat as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. So anyway, bully. by the way, if you want to uh, take umbrage with anything I say, uh, and lots of people... Uh, do say they enjoy the show, and thank you very much indeed. Lots of people uh, download this. We had an amazing week last week, didn't we? Or month? Yeah, no, week last week. Yes, we did. You know, I don't, I, I don't understand megabytes and what's it's, but we had some of those. You, you had quite a lot of gigabytes, yes. What's that? Oh, it's a measurement of uh, data. I'd rather have megabytes. Uh, megabytes are smaller. Yeah, but they sound better. A gigabyte sounds as if you're just joking, but a megabyte sounds like it's mega. You've got bytes, kilobytes, megabytes, and gigabytes. Tera when we're in the terabytes, that's, that's yeah. when it gets scary, hence the name. Oh, right. Have we ever been in the terabytes? Uh, I suppose we have, but uh, when you accumulate lots of numbers together. Yeah. It's worth advertising on this program, guys. We do Wherever advertising all the time. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, thank you for uh, for listening to the program. Uh, I've no idea why, because I just sit here in the little room in my house, not that one, and do this once a week. But there are something like two hundred and fifty hours of rubbish up there. Um, well, there's definitely two hundred and fifty hours. Whether you could class it as good as rubbish, I've no idea. No, well, maybe it's not up to rubbish level yet. Now, listen, another story that was uh, really got me going this week was funny. Um, because social media, what will we do without it? I have no idea. David Beckham kissing his daughter on the lips. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a any kind of salacious kiss whatsoever. We'll put it, we, I'm sure we've got it on our website somewhere. It's everywhere, this picture. Um, and there were people having a go at him. I mean, it was a lovely picture of father-daughter affection. Why? Why on earth would anybody complain about that? People don't want to see it, do they? But you shouldn't have a reason to complain about it. What do you mean they don't want to see it? If somebody takes a picture and puts it out there, it's hardly David Beckham's fault, is it? Exactly. And, you know, it's it's one of those uh, public displays of affection, you know, when people go, oh, stop it kind of thing. It's one of them things where it's like, you know, that's I fine. hope they don't go, oh, get a room, because that would just be perverted. And the person who says that needs uh, psychological counselling. I wasn't referring or locking up. I wasn't referring to the David Beckham incident in that bit, but uh, weren't you? No, no. Um, I, I hope you weren't referring to me and Daisy May either. Now you can kiss all the dogs you like. <laughs> I do like to kiss dogs. Yes. 
Anyway, uh, so we put a picture out of me in the Big Brother house when Daisy came in and I was giving her a kiss as well. And I didn't see anywhere near... There were a few strange uh, responses, but that's fine. I didn't see anywhere near... The, uh, people just upset about showing affection. I have a couple of uh, friends, they're men, mm. um, who as soon as we meet, wherever it is, uh, they will hug me and kiss me on the cheek. Is that that right fella again? Uh, no, you're not him. I wouldn't class him as a friend. Yeah. Matthew Wright, who insisted on grabbing hold of me on the steps of talk radio a few few weeks ago and sticking his tongue down my throat. Uh, I haven't made a formal complaint. I'm not going to make a formal complaint. I just think he was overexcited at meeting the whale. Well, I've never done that to you. No. And you won't. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I think uh, uh, very sad the people who make uh, complaints about stuff like that um, and make complaints about the fact if you disagree with somebody or you tell somebody in a fairly strict voice that you're bullying them. It's the same way that those uh, students, was it in Sheffield last week, I think it was, um, they can't... They can't do anything in lectures that might upset them. If there is a, a maybe you're talking about, I don't know, if you're talking about uh, the, the the invasion of Britain by the Normans or something, or 1066, you know, if if somebody was get, to get a bit squeamish about the description of, um, was it Harold who got the arrow in the eye, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, then that has to be left out of the lecture. If somebody was to get very upset about the assassination of Kennedy... That shouldn't be talked about because we can't upset people. I'll oh, flipping upset you. Sorry, Daisy May, did I make you change? So sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, All right, darling. I'm sorry, sweetie. Okay. I forgot you were under the desk. All right, stay there. Um, <coughs> but this is but what a fucked up world we're living in. Um, we can't we can't troll people who are uh, we shouldn't troll anybody to be honest. But you know, it's a jolly good way of getting back at people who do it to you. Do it to them. Then the religious nutcases will say, oh, turn the other cheek. Why? What does that do? Then they can slap you on the other cheek. Why the quiet? Uh, I was listening to you having a sip. Mm, very nice coffee as well. Um, that's a good thing about doing a show at home. I've got all the facilities that I need. I've got some facilities. Yeah, but not very good ones, are they? You're living on Anglesey. Okay. Yeah. I haven't got a drum. No. It's a show. Oh, sorry, yeah. Sorry. Nearly called the dog Ash. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so what was what were we talking about then? Oh, uh, we've we, done the kissing, haven't we? we? We haven't done any kissing. No, no, but we talked about the kissing, didn't we? We did. Did talk we talk about, about, did we talk about uh, Brexit? Better just have a quick chat about Brexit. Uh, it looks to me, uh, I hope, anyway, that we will get a say on what happens. I think the politicians for their own ends are going to vote down the deal that Theresa May has managed to do. Now, I'm, I think the European, this is what I think, the European Union uh, and the European Parliament are over bureaucratic. That is correct. Um, I don't believe they are as undemocratic as some idiots would tell you. Uh, the only reason a lot of people think they don't have a say is they never bothered to vote in a Euro election. They never bothered to listen to their Euro MPs. And I blame that on the, the MEPs because most of them never put their head above the pulpit uh, or, or the trenches. Why did I say pulpit? I don't know. 
ingrained religion that I've had brainwashed into me when I was a child, I suppose. And I think we probably do need another referendum. And I think that that now people have had time to realise how damaging leaving the European Union is. And when I talk to people, even my, my good friend, Mr Bill Cash, the MP who's Sir Bill Cash, they're charming. Some aren't charming, but he is charming. And uh, But I still don't get it. There really is no reason. The only reason a lot of people, they're the people who just don't like uh, foreigners. There are the people who believe in sovereignty and nationalism. We should be in charge of everything. Uh, and then there are the people who think we're giving too much money away. You know, all of these things have, I suppose, a, a little bit to play in it. But first, we're not over-swamped with foreigners in this country, even though we are one of the most highly and densely populated countries, apparently, in the Western world. Um, uh, most foreigners come here and they work and they pay taxes. I would go further and say all Europeans who come here work. Very few Europeans come to this country and don't work. Most of the people who come over here and you find them skiving on benefit are from other parts of the world. Uh, illegal immigrant people going, oh, well, as soon as we leave Europe, we'll be able to get rid of the illegal immigrants coming here, won't we? Well, no, how will you do that? Nobody knows who the illegal immigrants are. They don't register. They don't. They they work in the black economy. Nobody knows how many people are in this country illegally. Leaving Europe will have nothing to do with that. Oh, we'll have control of our borders. No, we won't. What we'll have is congested borders, and probably uh, where I live, not far from Dover, we'll probably have backed-up traffic all over the flipping place. If we wanted to leave Europe, what we should have done is had a few years' consultation towards it and made plans to do it, not have a referendum in or out. Life isn't black or white. And then that little pillock, David Cameron, runs for the hills and hides out. He had the audacity the other day to do an interview saying, I might like to go back into politics. You've got no hope, mate. I told you. I told you, Foreign Secretary. He won't be. I heard. I told you first. It was me. I broke the news to the world. No, you didn't. I did. On this show. No, it was in the papers. That's where you found out. Oh, yeah, that's true as well. <laughs> yeah. So don't start. But he's not, no one will elect him unless they are completely idiotic. Oh, yeah, well, they might, mightn't they? Yeah, that's true. But, you know, he's already cost this, this country billions. Um, and from, from whatever we do now, we've lost out big time. If we crash out of the European Union with no deal, this country will go into recession. And I can't afford that. Uh, okay. And nor can you. Uh, okay. We're going with that, are we? What? But we're not declaring that we're okay. What are you talking about? Well, we'll be okay. Well, no, I don't think we will, because the value of your house will go right down. Um, the, the, the advertising on, on TV and radio will probably disappear. We'll all be in the shit. Yeah, but everyone else's houses will go down. Oh, that's right, I suppose, yeah. See. Yeah, but then your mortgage will see even bigger, won't it? If your house value goes down, you've got a mortgage, you'll be in neg negative equity, a lot of people. Well, I've been in negative equity before. Have you? Yeah, years ago, yeah. Are you out of negative equity now? Yeah. Well, then why are you complaining? Well, I'm just complaining for the people. Oh, I see. Right. Oh, the people, yes. I'm, I'm complaining for the people. I'm a people person. Yeah, you're a, <laughs> yeah, you're a people person. I'm a person for the people. As long as they do what they're told and don't <laughs> f*** about. 
you know. You're a bully. Okay, well, I'm a bully, but I'm still a people's person. I'm not a bully. I just, I have a, a direction to go. Bullies are people who just stand around. There, actually, there's a fine line because I am quite sarcastic and, and I do quite like to take the, the pee out of people, but I don't, I don't take the pee out of people. Um, I hope I don't anyway, uh, that uh, get upset by it. I quite often wind people up who are a bit precious and a little bit, you know, stuck up. I do do that, I must confess. Surely a bully is someone who uh, targets someone repetitively. Oh, I target people repetitively. Look what I do to you. Yeah, but like I say, I, I'm, I, it goes over my head. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> don't notice. <laughs> and I do, and I, I have done for years, I always turn up, and whoever's working with me on whatever show, I always turn up and say, um, hello girls, how are we? See, maybe that explains why every time you do a show, you get a different producer. <laughs> um, yeah, the best producers I've had are women, as to be said. <laughs> no, they, I mean, apart from you, obviously, and, you, and the, the, the um, jury's out. But, yeah, I've had some great... Over the years, I have had brilliant producers, and, um, uh, and two of them, from one from Australia, one from New Zealand, of, uh, of course. And then there was the late Bavin... Um, who came up with the term, oh, darling, it's a flexi-format. Because I used to go along, this was, uh, I worked on LBC back in the 90s, and I did a weekend show. And and Bavin was uh, an old producer, been there for years, obviously extremely camp. Um, and I would turn up and say, what are we doing on the show? We've had a chat. He said, have we got anything? Uh, what, what guests have we got? Blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, let's pop over to the bar. There's a wine bar opposite the studio. So the show went on at two. And at one, we went over to the wine bar to have our meeting. And we sat there, probably had a bottle of red. And uh, at five to two, I'm saying, uh, Bavin, we've uh, really got to go. We've got a show to do. He said, oh, darling, the news will come on too. We've got a flexi format. We don't need to go yet. <laughs> we used to turn up whilst the newsreader was reading the uh, weather forecast. Nothing changes then, does it, really? No, not really. Um, and, um, and, do you know, I, I, I must confess, the times that I have worked for the BBC and then they, after you do a show, then they like to have a, have, have a 20 minutes for a coffee and then we'll do our debrief. I'm going home. I've done the show. If you didn't like it, tell me, email me, you know, and we'll try and improve it. But um, I don't want to go through everything. Thank you. Did you get any emails? No, not really. It's all right then. You know they want to. They want to. They like to sort of investigate their navels. A lot of these people. I mean, in lots of not not just the BBC. They love to have like there's there's you know you really only need the person on the air and maybe one or possibly two others. And to be absolutely fair, whether I've got any guests on the show or not, I can do a show. As is as is proved by this. Well, I don't know if you call this a show. This is just self indulgent shit, isn't it? Yeah, I go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you want to, you know, got to say get 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 in touch. Uh, James Whale Radio at gmail dot com, and don't forget check out our website. Uh, all the old television shows are on the website now, and some of the shows I've appeared in recently. I was on Good Morning Britain on um, Monday. Yeah, I watched that. Hmm. Could we put that on? Because some, some people have said they didn't see it, didn't know I was going to be on. I only knew that 
night before they rang up and said, would I come on and talk about being old? As in from your perspective or about being old? No, there was a, it was a, what was it about? Um, (laughs) Well, gosh, that's nearly a week away. What was it about? Oh yeah, there's a a lady, 85, who was a secretary in the NHS who'd been uh, fired because they said she was incompetent. And she'd taken them to a tribunal and said they've only fired her because she's 85. Yeah. Yeah. And the question was, should people be made to retire when they get too old? And my thought is, no, of course they shouldn't. You know, the only reason you should leave a job is because you're not doing it properly or you can't do it. Doesn't matter what age you are. But they had some bloke on I never heard of, I still can't remember his name and it's not important, um, who apparently is a radio broadcaster, although I've never heard of him, apparently worked on talk radio, although they never heard of him. And uh, he was going, oh, yes, people like you should move off, you know, and let the young generation. And I said, oh, well, I've never heard of you. I mean, why, why would anybody give you a job? Nobody gave me a job when I was, and he was in his 30s. I was on the radio at 22 with my own show. Andy West. Don't you swear at me. <laughs> he was on Big Brother. Who? The guy that uh, with the glasses that was sat next to you. Really? Mm. He had the. He had the. I noticed he'd been uh, been been sort of uh, on social media, saying he he was terribly. Uh, what was it? He 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 was terribly grateful being slagged off on television by James Whale has made him feel great. Well, that's all right. I could do that again if you want. That's positive bullying then. <laughs> oh, actually, was that bullying? Uh, yes, definitely. Was it? No. What was bullying about that? It wasn't bullying at all. Are you sure? Because I don't know. I, I need to get this sorted out. I was asked to go and talk about why people of uh, an older age, like myself, uh, should be permitted to work if they want and they can get a job. And of course they should. He, the jumped up 35-year-old with no personality and rather ugly, if I might say, uh, was uh, was just he was just ridiculous. Was he in Celebrity Big Brother? I don't know if it was celebrity or civilian. Must have been celebrity, I would imagine. Can't know. I can't. Well, no, because nobody's heard of him. And why do you mention his name? Do you want to make him a celebrity? Tweet that last bit out. <laughs> he just wanted to get rid of old people, so he had a chance of getting a job. Yeah, but he wouldn't get a job, would he? Because he's got f- all talent. Dear, dear, dear. Sounds to me like you've got a soft spot for this pillow. I have a soft spot for nobody. I don't think his name was nobody. No, I haven't got a soft spot for him either. What is wrong? You're upset now, aren't you? No, I'm I'm feeling slightly intimidated and bullied now. I must say, I can now feel the effects of what it feels like to be bullied. Really? Uh, yeah. And I suppose now you're playing for the sympathy vote and you think all the listeners go, oh, Rob, you shouldn't let him do that. You shouldn't do that. All right, well, you can f*** off. Everybody else can f*** off. I'm going home. Hello? I knew you'd break first. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my whole point, you know, the whole way that that, um, people have a go at someone like me, and there are many people. Look at what they say about poor old Piers Morgan, who I like a lot. 
uh, and, and he's entertaining to look at. And they say, oh, he bullies people, he shouts at people. Well, you don't have to watch or listen, but I can assure you if Piers Morgan wasn't hosting that show, nobody bothered to get up and watch it. Right. I'm going to play some music. Uh, didn't we not play this the other day? No, I edited it out. Yeah, it was a shit song. Don't bother with it now. You do tech talk. <laughs> okay, right, here we go. Uh, Starbucks says it will ban people from viewing porn in its stores by 2019. Sorry, Starbucks will ban you from watching porn in their sh- in their store. Can you, I didn't. Where where can you go to a Starbucks and watch porn? I don't know. It's obviously freely available in Starbucks at the moment. So uh, fill your boots. Yeah, why would they? Why would they stop it? I mean, have they got a screen in the shop? Where is it? I'm assuming that it's to do with the getting off of free Wi-Fi. So if you try and watch porn using their Wi-Fi services, <laughs> they're going to ban it. <laughs> Spoil sports. Yeah, I know. It's terrible, isn't it? Coffee and porn, please. On the uh, on the other hand, there are plenty of other coffee shops that you can go and watch porn in. Could I make a suggestion? Go on, then. Why would you want to watch that in amongst loads of people? I mean, surely that's for watching on your own or with a very good friend. Some people like to do it in public, though, don't they? No, I'd never like that. Uh, sticking with the coffee, uh, Costa has announced uh, that they're going to introduce a reusable cup. It can actually use the cup to pay for your mm. coffee. It's got the technology inside the cup. Why don't they give you the coffee free? Right. How's that work as a business model? No, it doesn't really. It doesn't. Because <laughs> people have come into my coffee shop and want it free. No, forget that. Actually, I might get some whale reusable cup. We don't do much coffee to go, but yeah. I've, I've got a, a cup printing machine. Have you? I have, yes. Can you get some of those plastic cups with the, the top on? We could do over again. Oh, no, it's more of a ceramic cup. I could find out about how we can get yeah. some re- those uh, disposable cups. But that wouldn't be good for the environment, though, would it? No, we don't want disposable cups. Well, we could do some mugs with the the, 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 the uh, James Well radio show logo on, couldn't we? Yeah. Put I've them got- in the shop, along with our baseball caps, T-shirts, and everything else we've got. Uh, the, the, the cups are on the website. Oh, are they? Yeah. Why don't you tell me what we've got in the shop? You you don't keep me up to date. We've got some mugs. We've got some baseball caps. We've got two types of T-shirts, and we've got some signed mm. books. Yeah. Actually, I should get you to send me a mug, and I could use it on the talk radio show and keep flashing it in front of the cameras. How's that work on a radio show? Well, you know everything's on view. Yeah. So when I do an interview, they put it out, don't they? Oh, okay. I'll do that. I'll send down a cup. Maybe I should wear one of the, the baseball caps as well. I've got hoodies as well, which I haven't put on the website. Why not? I want a hoodie. Can you get me one in black? They are all in black. <gasps> oh, right. All oh, right. Well, you haven't put them on the website? No. Why not? You're keeping them all for yourself, aren't you? Not really sure if I should be walking around with a hoodie with my name on the back. That's true, yeah. Although there is another company that's nicked my name. They've got just my initials, JW. That's a point. Because the producer came in wearing one the other day, and I said, listen, I, I, you know, I know you think I'm a bit harsh, but I'm really touched that you're wearing, uh, you've had a, 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 a it was a grey hoodie, funny enough, uh, logoed up with my initials. I said, that makes me feel very humble, and I will try and be nice to you. So, to do it for you. Oh, miserable c- 
Uber has it's been... It's not the word, by the way. It's not the word. It's the way you phrase it and put it. And the timing. Which made you laugh. <laughs> yeah, but can I leave it in? That's the question. I f***ing wouldn't. No, I f***ing wouldn't even. <laughs> uh, do you know who taught me that and, and, and Bernard Manning who was much maligned and I, I knew very well um, and Bernard was probably one of the funniest comedians ever and what made him funny was not the fact that he used probably every expletive and, and probably broke every taboo going but it was the timing because if you just sat there and just reeled off uh, obscenities and, and, you know, just very nasty, it's not funny. But the way Bernard was so popular and made so many people laugh, it was just his timing and the way he did it. I think the, uh, the video of you opening his uh, reopened nightclub is up on our YouTube channel. Gosh, that's a long time ago. Mm. But it was funny. From what I remember, I don't know. I I don't. I've never seen the video, but being there was funny. Yeah, if you're if you're modern and like politically correct things, then don't watch it. No, don't watch any of my shows if you're modern <laughs> and like politically correct things, because there was a lot that wasn't a lot. All of it. There was a lot. Was it all of it? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how many people come up and say, "James, when are you going to do another show like that?" I really miss it. You were the original bully on TV, if you think about it. With the what, can we stop this? What is this? You're bullying me by saying I'm a bully. <laughs> That's true. You know, you're just you're just doing that to try and upset me, and you've now succeeded, twat. <laughs> <laughs> timing. That was timing. <laughs> That's. I can leave that in. I can leave a twat in. Why? Well, twat's okay, isn't it? You can say twat as many times as you like, can't you? Well, I thought there wasn't much difference between twat and twat. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else then, but uh, no, there's not much. There's one letter. Well, no, it? twat, twat and twit. Yeah. And I used to use twat <laughs> quite liberally on my late night show until somebody actually said, Do you, did you say twat? I said, yeah. Why? He said, you can't say that. I said, why not? It's a phrase I've heard people say, I'm going to twat him, so I presume it's, um, you know, I'm going to hit him, or it's like saying twat or twit. Twat, twat or twit. The twees. The twee twees, as Jonathan Ross would say. <laughs> Are we going for a Guinness World Record in the number of times he uses the word twat on a radio show? No. I was, I'm just, the, I, th I thought the word was, after... You're saying it's not that offensive and you can leave the word twat in, and I would have thought that would probably not be a good thing to do. I don't know. What does it mean to you? A pregnant goldfish, from what I remember as a kid. Sorry, a twat is a pregnant goldfish. Or a pregnant fish. More likely to be a goldfish. From, from what I remember as uh, could be an urban myth. Shall I Google it? No, let's leave it to the listener, and uh, if you're offended... Please get in touch and tell us why and what the meaning is to you. And if you know a, a meaning or if you think you know the real meaning, get in touch also uh, because this program tries, doesn't always succeed, but tries to be educational. <clears throat> Don't Google twat. Why not? I've just Googled it while you were telling me not Pregnant to. Pregnant goldfish, you said. No, that hasn't come up. Well, why hasn't it come up? 
Well, number one is um, a, a woman's um, bits and pieces. Bits and pieces, arm and pieces. And number two is a person regarded as stupid or obnoxious. I'm a twat. Well, there we are. Yeah, you're a twat. Stupid and obnoxious. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Hang on. This is the most entertaining tech talk I think you've ever done. I haven't told you about Uber being fined £385,000 for losing your data. Well, uh, did they? They should be fined something for stopping in the middle of the street without warning. <laughs> and the US Army are using uh, Microsoft HoloLens augmented reality. They've been given a contract of $480 million. Why? Oh, so I can practice shooting people, I would imagine. Oh, right. Okay. Still won't make them very good shots. No, we're, we're the best shots. We are. Mm. Mm. Is that it, then? Films, The Grinch, don't bother. No, I don't find it funny. Now, if he swore a lot, I might. The trailer's better than the film. Yeah, that's often the way. Only because it's about two minutes long. Well, maybe you want to see my, uh, my big movie, um, Cold and Dark. Starring Luke Goss. Yeah, I watched that. <clears throat> yeah. I've never watched it. Was I good? Well, you, you weren't in it that much. No, but was I good? Oh, you definitely played the part very well. Good, good. Because I have the main baddie part, you know. Yeah, you would think the main baddie would feature in it a lot, but you didn't. No. But I was spoken about a lot, wasn't I? You were spoken about a lot, yes. Yeah. Well, there we are. And because I was a baddie and I didn't need to be there all the time, I, I still three weeks' work for all that, you know. Three weeks' work I was on that movie. Was that most of it Most of it training, was it? or uh, Training for what? I don't know, for learning how to act. What do you mean, learning how to act? I am a consummate thespian. Thespian? Or thespian, if you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, f**k's sake. Like, l listen, isn't it time to do the questions for the whale or not? Uh, yeah, go on then. I think we've been going on far too long. <clears throat> Trouble is, you never stop talking. You just don't shut up. I never get a word in anyway. I edit all my stuff out. No, you don't. I've listened. You edit most of me out. <sighs> That's true. Mm. <laughs> it is true. That's I for, know. Mostly for legal reasons. Mm. Um, right, okay. Uh, Are we ready for questions? Hang on, I'm just Jeez. I'm just opening my phone up again. Yes, I heard. Sure. Mm. So oh, somebody everyone... sent me a bill. Oh, I'll close it. Okay, right. Okay, I'm ready. I'm here. Jane Potts. Hello, Janie Potts. Why do customer service call centre staff not know anything about consumer rights? Um, probably because they have somebody above them that knows all about the consumer rights, and they're only there to answer the questions on whatever it is you bought. Uh, Paul Hyam. When, Hello, Paul. When will car drivers, drivers mm. uh, be paying pavement tax, considering about 80% of them park on them? I'm offended. Because I'm a driver and I've never parked on a pavement. 80% I, I, of... What a ridiculous thing to say. I park on pavements. But you should be ashamed of yourself. You're a prat. Is that bullying? Uh, yes, but I'll let it slide. Oh, good, because there's f all you can do about it. I Is that bullying too? It, that's that's actually intimidation, yeah. Yeah, good. Anyway, get on with it. Rob James, if you were a constipated mathematician, could you work it out with a pencil? Oh, of course you could. 
Just don't stick it in too far. <laughs> and, and don't leave it in and sit down. Why did you ruin my joke? What? You just have left it. It's timing. What I said was fine. It didn't need any more. Okay. Ross Hemsworth. Ross, baby. Uh, where can we go and set up a pirate radio station where we really can say what we want and broadcast to the UK without fear of prosecution? Your bedroom. 40 quid, eBay, buy yourself a pirate radio station, get everything in your yeah. kit. But, you know, if saying what you want to say is nasty and horrible, uh, don't expect to get any support. Because within reason, you can say whatever you want to say. What I'd love to hear from you, Ross, is what you think you can't say that you would say on your pirate radio station. So send me an email and tell me. You can say twat. Uh, Linda Nicholson. Hello, Linda. Uh, would you like to come and join us for your Christmas dinner? You'd be very welcome. That's a very tempting, uh, very, very tempting offer. Do you do Yorkshire puddings with your Christmas dinner? No. I do. I've been invited to go down the pub with all my mates for Christmas dinner, which I may well do. But, Linda, I mean, you, maybe, you know, what's on offer with you? Yeah, send your menu in, yeah. Maybe I could and go... And do we have to dress up in those little Santa costumes? Maybe I could go as your uh, stand Elf. <laughs> An elf. <laughs> uh, Dean... Have Seth you got a photograph of Linda Nicholson? I mean, she might be very homely and welcoming. Uh, well, she's on Facebook. Can't you have a look? Not now, no, because I've got this computer up. You have a look. Okay. Uh, Dean Setters. She looks like Dean Setters. No, Dean Setters is the next person asking a question. Oh, right. I thought you were looking to see what she looked like. No, 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 no. Maybe she does look like Dean Setters. I don't know. <laughs> You're in so much trouble. Uh, do you think Anne should be in the jungle? Who the f*** is Anne? Uh, Anne is the um, the one from The Chase. Oh, no. Um, just for clarification. <laughs> what? When you said, oh, no, that wasn't like you making a comment about her. You're saying, oh, no, as in, no, she shouldn't be in the jungle. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, oh, this would be, this sounds terrible. Some of us should not leave our skin exposed it's not her fault there's a camera pointing at her of course it is she didn't have to go in there and as far as i know because i'm on the air while that's on so i'm only sort of half looking at it while i'm doing the radio show just to see if there's anything to talk about um she sort of slipped out of the uh out of, out of, she's not as featured as much as she was uh no because it's all about noel edmonds yeah and he's expensive so you know that's he's going to be the main one Brings me on to the next question. Okay. Colin Watkins, is Noel Edmonds insane? Um, I don't think he is. I think he's different. Eccentric is probably more of a appropriate word. Well, anybody who had a crinkly bottom theme park in their garden is slightly eccentric. Did he? I thought he did, didn't he? He had a crinkly bottom TV show. Yeah, but then I think he had a crinkly bottom theme park, didn't Mind he? Mind you, he did conceive Mr. Blobby. Hmm. That is a worry when you conceive something like that. that, that is, you go and check your genes out when you really... 
and Jonathan Ackwood. What? When will we get an election? An erection? An election. I can't say it. An election. An election. Um, well, I, I, I fear it might be soon. I hope it won't be. After we leave. Yeah. Oh, oh, there was no complaint about that statement then. What? Well, you should have said no after we remain. It's, it, to be honest, this whole Brexit thing is really depressing me. I'll be quite honest with you. This is a self-inflicted wound, is what I always say. Something we didn't need to do and something that we are going to already, not going to, we are already paying dearly for it. Um, the amount of money we've had to pay to hire more uh, pen pushers, more bureaucrats, more civil servants is horrendous. Uh, in fact, somebody should be asking the government at Prime Minister's Question Time, how many m new people have we taken on to administer what the European Union used to do for us? It's thousands and thousands. We've done nothing uh, to take on more staff, really, that we will need at the ports of entry of this country. That will cost us thousands. And lots of people around the country in different areas, particularly some of the more rundown areas, have received enormous amounts of money in grants for infrastructure problems from the European Union. Those won't be coming, and I doubt whether this government or any other government will be giving those sort of grants in the near future because they won't have the money. It's a complete and utter cock-up. And what worries me is those people who probably benefited most from us being in the European Union are the ones who are the strongest dissenters of it. We are a fairly f***ing thick nation, aren't we? Right. Thank you very much indeed. Check out the shop. Go to our website, jameswellradio.co.uk. And if there's something you want to enlighten us with for the next week's radio podcast, send it to me, jameswell, at jameswellradio at gmail.com. Have a beautiful time.
You're listening to the James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.